Noah Hiles, like he's doing a pirate podcast or a video cast, something like that. And even if his podcast is real interesting, and I'll never know. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the River Blast podcast. I am Noah Hiles. I am Alex Stumpf. And Alex, I would like to think this is a good podcast, but one guy who will never know is Mark Madden. Yeah, you got a, you got a shout out. Yeah, you know. Um, shout out, call out, whatever you want to call the, it. In the classic Noah Hiles fashion, he actually said some nice things about me, but I did mm-hmm. not include that. Not to make Mark Madden look bad like I didn't want to make him look like he was bullying me there I wanted to make myself look bad so that's why I did that so yeah shout out to Mark he actually did say some nice things um because you haul ass we all know that I guess I don't know I don't know all right or bust ass whatever Uh, you want to say (laughs) I mean I don't know what to say I don't I appreciate that Alex you're welcome all right so I guess uh since the Pirates are still playing the Braves in typical fashion, one of us has to get kicked out right now because we're just about you know two thirds into the first inning of this podcast. That's how that works, right? Are you are you looking at me? What are, are you, you looking are you at? Look at? You're looking at me. Are you, oh, his hat's keeper. My hat came it off. It's my off. hat and headphones came off. So Alex is done. Well, or I'm done and Alex is done and Alex gets the suspension. That's how it works now, right? One podcast. Yeah, I've got to appeal that for whenever I'm on vacation. But okay, I guess that's yeah. how it works. I, what a joke. Yeah, that was just all sorts of terrible. For those listening who don't get what we're talking about, one, how do you not understand what we're talking about? And two, <laughs> we're talking about Josh Donaldson and Joe Musgrove's. I don't even know what to call it. A dust up. Uh, it was. You know what it reminded me of? You're a cat owner. I have a history with cats. Um. We used to own cats. I didn't. They didn't die. I mean, they might be dead now. I don't know. But like, we had we moved and had to give them to friends. Uh, but back when we owned cats, you ever have like a stray cat run up to like a window and like you just see cats on both sides of the glass and they're just yelling at each other. That's what that fight, whatever you want to call it, kind of reminded me of, where they're just like just just screaming at each other, and uh, nothing really came from it aside from the pirates really got screwed for the whole series. And, um, you know, Donaldson is going to not play the last game before the All-Star break, probably. You know who got screwed? Alex McRae. Because he had to go in unprepared, got shelled, and his reward is getting optioned. It cost him at least 10 days of Major League Service pay. To be fair, I... I... Maybe not 10 days, but it definitely cost him Major League Service pay. And that was a a very valid point brought up by Jamison Tyone. Uh... Like he was, I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people thought that originally, but JMO really shine, shine light on like how that affects like not only like the team, but like players' lives, like Alex yeah. McRae. Then again, was it going to be that different if he got a little bit of notice? I mean, the I, way this bullpen is. No, and this bullpen is really bad. And I think we're just going to transition into the second See, point right here. I, I, that's why I like pointed to you because like I didn't think we need to announce that, but. But I felt like announcing it anyway. <laughs> and I'm going to get on a pedestal here. All uh, right. I want to talk about war for a second. What is it good for? Wins above replacement. Oh, whenever, that kind of that kind of like. That kind of war. Yeah. Yeah. Not like oh, war pigs or whatever. Absolutely not. Say it again. One of the Whenever I try to describe war to people who really don't understand, it's hard to explain what a replacement level player is. And it's not necessarily this absolutely terrible player. It's someone who's you can get usually readily available in AAA or on the waiver wire. That's what a replacement level pitcher is. So the parts have, you know, the staff has just been bombarded with injuries, and they have called up uh, Davidas Neveroskis, Tyler Lyons, Jeff Hartlieb, Montana Durapo, uh, yes, uh, Clay Holmes. Uh, Chris Stratton they acquired Chris Stratton just like this long list Stratton is the only one who's actually a replacement level pitcher so far in the Pirates mm-hmm. system if you total up Rookie all Davis the, we forgot Rookie this. Davis yes. I'm not even counting Mitch Keller into this equation but if you co- bring up all the pitchers who were brought up did we say Jeff Hartlieb I think I said Jeff Hartlieb I, I, yeah okay yeah. if you bring all those pitchers up they have been worth negative three war so far and I know this pitching staff is awful, but man, three wins 
three extra wins right now would make all the difference in the world. Being, you know, 33 and 33, and, you know, okay, Trevor Williams is coming back, and the offense starts hitting, you know, you get JMO back in a bit. Maybe we have weathered the storm, and, you know, we could, you know, the Pirates could get going. Instead, here they are at 30 and 36, and I know it's hard to pin that on, you know, guys who, like Jeff Hartlieb, I. I like his stuff. He's not major league ready. I, I view him kind of at this point like a roll five pick that, you know, a garbage 100 lost team would just stash in the bullpen the entire year. Because I do like the stuff. He's just not ready yet. He needs a little more time to cook in AAA. Montana, another guy who probably needs a little time to cook in AAA. Uh, Michael Feliz could have all the time in AAA he wants. He's not going to be a major league pitcher. It's just a long list of they don't even have a replacement level pitcher available to him. And that's not even counting Richard Rodriguez, who fell off the face of the planet. That's not counting, uh, you know, Nick Birdie, who was technically sub-replacement before he got hurt. Just a long list. The pitching depth looked like the strength of this team, and it just bottomed out on them. It's tough to watch this team play. Yeah. I mean, it is tough to watch a nine-inning baseball game that the Pittsburgh Pirates are a part of. And when I started covering the team last year, I, I I mean, I just thought like I will never not enjoy this. And I still I still enjoy it. I mean, I yeah. would I would not trade my credential for any other job in the world. But I mean, it is miserable watching them play at times, especially after the fifth inning. I mean, it is it is pathetic. You're seeing guys have they're throwing a baseball. And it's going relatively fast, but they have no idea where it's going. They have no idea if it's going to go over the plate, if it's going to go high, if it's going to go low, if it's going to hit someone. I mean, this is the biggest display of of incompetence on the mound that I've seen ever, really. You got to be careful. You might hit someone's jersey. Yeah, and then, you know, I mean, I kind of want to get tossed from this season. I mean, this is... I can't fathom if this continues. What how like long this year is going to be. I mean, this is this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. And I'm not even affiliated with the Pittsburgh Pirates in no way shape or form. But I mean, this is it is it is embarrassing that they continue to I and I know they really don't have any other any other options. But again, this is an indictment on how bad they are at developing. This is an indictment at how bad they are de- uh, evaluating, and this is an indictment of how bad their offseason was last year. Now, I know what some people are listening. They're saying, Noah, you know, they couldn't have anticipated this. They couldn't have. You're right. They couldn't have. No one could have predicted the amount of injuries. But you still could have done something. I mean, you can't anticipate your car being totaled. That sucks. But... Even if you have the crappiest car insurance in the world, it's better than having no car insurance. The Pirates legitimately came into this season with no car insurance. They had no insurance. They had no backup. They had a crappy AAA bullpen as their insurance plan. These guys would not win you 81 games in AAA as your bullpen. I would estimate. This staff as a whole, this pitching rotation, including Archer and Musgrove, We'll just throw them in there. If you gave them a full season in AAA, I don't know if that pitching rotation would get you to the playoffs. I think that's a little harsh. Right but... now, the, this I'm not saying like with Tyone and everybody full health. Okay, yeah, I'm I... saying this like the team that will take the field tomorrow. I mean, this you have three good starts. I guess the starting rotation's good, but that bullpen is going to do nearly the same thing, in my opinion. I mean, none of them really have that great of numbers in Indy. Some of them do, but not as many. No. And this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. These guys, I, I have never seen a more obvious display of a group, not one individual, a group of players who are simply not meant to be playing at this level. It is incredible. So I'm going to ask you a question. Shoot. Game's on the line. You need to get three outs. Mm-hmm. Felipe, uh, Liriano, and Crick are not available. Who are you going to? I I mean, gun to your head. You have to pick. A, you have to pick someone. 
then I guess the answer is Richard Rodriguez. Because I've seen him record outs in the major leagues before. I, I would probably go Rich Rod, too. But... Now, now, granted, all of these pitchers on the Pirates' bullpen, in the Pirates' bullpen, haven't earned a run average. So that would indicate that they have at least recorded one out in the major leagues. Yes. Uh, even if, you know, Neveroskis has an ERA, well, it's down from 18 now because he got some outs uh, on on Tuesday night. But, <sighs> I, I mean, that's that's... That's the fourth best pitcher right yeah. now. The guy who is literally having one of the biggest drop-offs ever for a pirate reliever. I, w- I mean, it's almost like you're better off just telling Jama, just go out there and throw left-handed, dude. Like we just need, we just need, we just need two outs. Left-handed specialist Jamis is doing nowadays. I'm dead serious. What he cannot be worse than Navaroskis. He cannot be worse than. I mean, his stuff might not be as great. He cannot be worse than Michael Feliz. His numbers could not be worse than what the bullpen is doing. Why not? At least it'll be funny. Do you want a hot take right now? Give I think it to at me. this moment, JB Shuck's stuff is almost as good as Feliz's stuff. The big difference is like Feliz knows how to be a pitcher and like hold runners on and you know pitch, you know. It doesn't matter. They all the score delivery. anyway. They all score anyway. It doesn't matter if you don't know how to hold runners on. Just give it, take two breaths and they're, they're going to be home. I mean, it is... I'm so pissed I forgot what the third topic was going to be. It was going to be the draft. The draft, yeah. So, let's talk about the next generation of Pirates players to piss us off, Alex. So, <laughs> first round pick signed today. Um... Keeping on the negativity train, which I really, really thought we were going to be over with now. No. I want. I wanted to point something out. Now, you can get into your analysis. Okay. I'm not going to pretend like I watched this Priester kid play because, you know, between you and me, I don't watch a lot of high school baseball in the state of Illinois. No. So I can read some scouting reports, but, I mean, you can pretty much find that anywhere. What stood out to me about this pick uh, we just kind of did a state of the bullpen. Let mm-hmm. me give you a state of the franchise. Okay. The Pirates, at 7 p.m., five minutes before their game, today when we were recording this, on the on the 11th, so yesterday, for those listening, on the day this drops, they announced that they signed their pick. They have a full video of this kid, fresh out of high school, lots of young talent and just excitement, signing living his dream, signing with the Pittsburgh Pirates, and their own fans are saying this to him on the tweet. We got the first one. Hey, kid, congratulations. You'll spend the next seven years of your life playing minor league baseball. Your arm will be shot by the time you get to the bigs. You should have gone to college or joined the Army or WWE or really anything else. Have fun in Indianapolis. Bless his heart. Start to demand a train down. Run now. Can he start tomorrow? I, mean, I look forward to his three and a half to four and a half years with the Pirates. There's a couple gifts. Has he been traded for someone cheaper yet? Set your expectations low. Give it time, kid. Give it time. You'll be looking for a ticket out. I feel sorry for you. Sorry, bro. You made your dreams come true and through hard work and talent, but the Pirates suck. I know Twitter can be a negative place at times. Negativity sells like hell on Twitter. But dude, every single comment, every single comment is just people just saying, get out, like this is a joke. If I'm that 18-year-old kid and I click on that video that the team who just drafted me made and I see those comments, I'm just thinking, dude, what the hell am I getting into? I could be playing at TCU. The girls there probably look a lot better than the ones down on the North Shore and definitely look a lot better than the ones in... Morgantown, West Virginia, where he's heading. Morgantown's a college town. If you want to call it that. Just kidding. We got a, we probably have a lot of listeners there. Yeah. Shout out. Let the record show Country Roads that take Alex me is home. pro Morgantown. Yeah, I'm sure there's some good looking girls in Morgantown. You know where the best looking hey, girls hang are. On. You're in a relationship only. That's I what I was that. gonna say. The best looking girls are in North Canton, Ohio. Uh, South girls. Lex. Yeah. Not girl. No, because my mom will shop there sometimes. Oh, okay, She's a beautiful okay. lady. All right. You know? Good safe. Shout out, Jenny. <laughs> All right. What did you think of the draft, Alex? Uh, I've got a couple thoughts. Uh, first of all, Pirates 
take another high school pitcher with a high draft pick. And what's his favorite pitch? The t- that was part two. Okay, sorry. But, you know, I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna say. No, it's the two seam fastball. I knew this is which, what it was gonna get. Whatever. You. Do you? I tweet it all the time. If, if for the people who have the great misfortune of following me on Twitter, I absolutely love the Bob the Tomato gif. Whatever he's looking, and then he looks down like what? It's like, oh, cool. The Pirates are drafting a kid because he has a really good pitch that hasn't been viable over the last three or four years, and he won't be in the majors for three or four years. I'm sure everything will be fine by then. That's not a strategy that will completely backfire on them. Uh, again, hey kid, do here you I like am. Arm Maybe surgeries? I should just comment about that. Maybe I should just comment on that Twitter thing I'm, because I'm running the poor kid off. It, I mean, it's so yeah, easy. To I'm, be I'm not running the poor kid off, yeah. but it, I just sounded like I did. But again, ever since the Pirates got spurned by Mark Appel, they have not drafted a pitcher with a first round, a college pitcher with a first round draft pick. Since then, they've drafted uh, Boz. They've drafted this kid, uh, Jamo. That was Jamo be- was before. Per- yeah, Jamo was before. Uh, Lodolo, who they couldn't sign, and ends up going to the Reds. Boy, would be nice to have him in the farm system right about now. Even though, you know, that was the whole point of drafting him that they would be able to go over slot with the pick. With it, but whatever. It's, I mean, the kid could be good. The scouting reports are going to come out, and whenever the midseason prospect drop comes, he'll probably be about third or fourth, third to fifth, somewhere in that range in the farm system. Pirates need a winner prospect-wise right now because looking at this system, it looks pretty barren once you get past the very tippy top. It's a very top-heavy farm system at the moment. you got Keller, you got Hayes, uh, Cruz, and you could argue Swaggerty. I don't think Swaggerty has done enough to really, you know, get into that conversation. He's been around for a year, yeah. literally one year. Yeah, and that's not, not even not, not his... even a full year because he took time off to be with his girlfriend. Yeah, it's not entirely his fault that yeah. I don't put him in that top category. Yeah. But if you look at the double A uh, roster right now, there are no reinforcements coming. No, that's what that you literally took the words out of my mouth. I mean, there's the reinforcements are here. Like, the prospects yeah. are here. Like, this is as good as it's going to get internally until 2022. Yeah. So, you know, once Cabrian Hayes, who got hurt today, by the way. Yeah, I uh, saw that. And Mitch Keller's here. So, literally, you have one good player left coming up. And he's going to play third base. After that, I mean, maybe Brubaker, you know, Will Craig... Jason Martin. I, I like Will Craig, but he has no position. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, these are guys that they're they're going to provide value. Yeah. And, but and, you, and don't, you, you, don't have, you don't have a superstar. You don't have yeah. a three-war player coming up, at least projected three-war player coming up for years. Yeah, so you can't build around Will you Craig. You better learn to win with what you have now, Neil Huntington, or you better... You know, sneak into Bob Nutting's room at night and steal that checkbook because those are the only two options you got. Because yeah. the reinforcements, they are long, long, long ways away. There are three ways that the Pirates are going to be good in the near future. Praying. One. Sacrifice. Well, one is the praying. Okay. And it's like all these kids that they got, you know, Cole Tucker, Cabrian Hayes, Mitch Keller, they all hit. They all hit. How's that worked out in the past? It hasn't always worked out in the past. All right, so that's strategy number one. They all got a hit. Strategy number two is you actually have to reinforce this team in free agency. You have to sign Yasmani Grandal. You have to, or someone, someone comparable. I'm not saying like a Bryce Harper or Manny Machado, but, you know, a good free agent. You know, someone to raise eyebrows and be like, that's someone who's really going to help this team. Or three, you tear it down. And you know what? If you go into the winter meetings this year and say, three years of Jamison Tyon and Josh Bell up for sale, you could build the best, best farm system in baseball. And Felipe Vasquez, too. And Felipe Vasquez. I don't know what J-Mo would fetch. If he's going to be out for the year, which I think he is. Well, we haven't heard any indicator I that think... it's anything different than what it's always been. Yeah. All right, Alex, what we got next? We've got an interview next. Okay. Or, or do we have an in, or an ad read next? Uh, we'll do We'll do uh the ad reads back to back. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. You want to just slide into this now or Uh, no, we, you need the music, right? Ah, eh, we don't need it. Let's put on some music. All right. So, coming up next, our interview 
uh, which is coming up now. For our interview of this episode, we have on Sasank Vinishnu Butla. Yeah, close. Close. You got the, you got the, you got the hard part. So so <laughs> <laughs> this this last name is that's the reason we did not uh, tease him in the opening segment. It is one that Alex stumbled over. See, I actually got it right, but my braces just got tightened yesterday. So that's. No, you're completely okay. You got the hard part, so I'm proud about that. All right, so tell us before we get started. How <laughs> how do we pronounce your last name? So uh, I'll just I'll just say the whole full name. My name is Sasank Vishnu Butler. Vishnu Butler. Your little league jersey. Oh, I had to have been incredible. So what I, little league did you play where your last name got? I think for on. for one year I got that. Oh, you didn't have that. I didn't have that. Oh yeah. I have a bone to pick with the North Baldwin Athletics. Birdstown oh, A's. We were a friggin' squad, bro. We were a squad. We choked in the playoffs every year, though. Oh, you couple just division crowns. Yeah. Wow, that that's even better than me. But then the Weirton Colts went one and seventeen in the regular season. Every team made the playoffs, led by manager Dana Hiles and the gritty shortstop young Noah Hiles, won the championship. <laughs> I think I hate to see that a little more. Oh, dude, I turned an unassisted triple play when I was 12. I mean, it was vintage Derek Jeter-esque. Anyway, Sasank, we're here to talk about you. Tell us more about your last name real quick. Okay, yeah. So if you're wondering (laughs) how to pronounce it, uh, it's 12 letters. It's Vishnu and then Brooklyn accent, Butler. Okay. Vishnu Butler. It's just that simple. Vishnu Butler. So I'm guessing a guy with that... Long of a last name, you gotta be smart to spell it. Uh, and if you're smart, you normally go to a pretty good school. Uh, where do you go to school? Uh, I go to Carnegie Mellon University. Ever heard of it? Ever heard of it? <laughs> Carnegie Mellon? Ever heard of it? I actually knew where he went to school. Huh? And so we brought you on here. You write at the Point of Pittsburgh with with Alex and a lot of other guests that we've had on here. Um, and uh, you're you're heavy analytical. With your writing, uh, and analytics seem to be something that you're very passionate about. No. Yes, uh, I'm extremely passionate about it, uh, which is one of the reasons why I'm part of the uh, Carnegie Mellon Tartan Sports Analytics Club. Now I follow you guys on Twitter. Is yeah. that right? And so you guys post a lot of interesting stuff. Tell oh, me yeah. a little bit about that club and what goes on there. So we have a bunch of bright young uh, guys and girls that just write all about sports, whether it be football, baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer. Whatever sport you could think of, even cricket. I'm a, I'm a big cricket fan myself. Really? Even cricket, yeah. Uh, we write about it. We do a lot of in-depth analysis. A lot of alumni from the club. Uh, maybe If you guys follow the Penguins a lot, Sam Ventura, uh, yeah. he, he leads uh, their analytics department. He was a founding member. Interesting. So we we have a lot of good uh, – I'm, I'm going to be like a, a feeder high school uh, – we have, we have a lot of good prospects come out of our high school ready for, like, the industry draft for sports analytics. Yeah. So we, we do a lot of work. Like, for example, NFL Scraper came from some of the guys that came from our club. Um, I actually, when I was uh, when I, I wrote an article about goalie analytics, uh, about Matt Murray and how he's pretty good. Yeah. He has some really good numbers, and that's only because of his positioning. But, hey, he's really good. Okay. So is this your major? No. No, uh, I I'm not a stats major. I'm not a math major. Uh, I actually I study computer science uh, with a minor in business. Okay. So what what's what's your your goal? You're still in school, right? Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a junior uh, there. I just I just do sports analytics for fun. Like honestly, this stuff. Like, so you don't want to make a living from this. This is just you just know more about sports numbers than the average Joe just because that's your fun. Yeah, like my, when my dad, the way my dad raised me was, hey, you watch a Steelers game every Sunday. When the Pirates are playing on primetime, you watch them. Pens, got to make the playoffs. Cindy Crosby, Mary Lemieux, best ever. Franco Harris is a god. Ben Roethlisberger, save the team. Sports are, are a way of life. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I was born and raised in sports. And now, I you just, said you're from Kentucky. How are you a Pittsburgh sports fan? 
so I was actually born and raised here in Pittsburgh. Uh, okay. I moved I moved to Kentucky a little while ago. I went to high school there. Came back to Pittsburgh because, hey man, who doesn't want to be in the city? Exactly. Wonderful place. Yep. All right, so Alex, uh, now that we yeah. heard his life story, why don't yes. we ask him about some of his work? Yes, that's what I was going to say. I mean, this from, is an interesting, this is interesting. Guy, one T-pop guide and another. Yeah. We, he, we asked him on because uh, he just wrote about Joe Musgrove. Uh, you broke down a couple starts for him on the point of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and it, it came. If you had to sum up those three starts, or you don't know which three starts, but if you had to say like whenever Joe Musgrove is on, and whenever Joe Musgrove is off, what is the big, biggest difference for him? Velocity, his his velocity and his control with that velocity. Um, Joe Musgrove, he he throws high heat. He he, he throws you know fastballs ninety four, sometimes up to ninety six. He throws sinkers in that range, changeup, slider, uh, curveball. He's very good with velocity. He's very bad with getting ground balls. Uh, he's he's a little worse than MLB average, but he does he does he does an average enough job to where he could be in middle of rotation. But if there's one thing I could say about Joe Musgrove, it's keep up the good velocity changes, keeping the fastballs looking like each other with the sinkers. Curveball slider looking well, but talk to Trevor Williams about that sinker and getting ground balls. He, Trevor Williams, as every Pirates fan knows, and from last year when Trevor Williams had that exceptional run, is a master at getting soft contact. Joe Musgrove needs to learn that. He's right now a middle of the rotation starter. If he wants to live up to his projected potential of like a number two guy, a guy that would back up Jamison Tyon the next day, hit. NL Central teams with a good one-two punch, he needs to work on that. Now, Joe Musgrove, that was some pretty solid analysis there. Uh, and you actually have some information. I should try doing that when I make some points. I actually have, like, stats to back it up. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't Well, you got. I would be wasting my time. You and Mark Madden became uh, connected. Like, I, I had Steigerwald chirp at me because I posted statistics. So. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So that just ruined my career in 1997. So I don't know. <laughs> All right. I, I mean— Anyway, so, so Sasank, you talked about the starting rotation, which has been a problem. But the biggest problem for this team, I think, hands down, is the bullpen. Uh, We talked about earlier, there's three really good, two really good relief pitchers. There's a third one who I'd say is good. Mm -hmm. And then there is... Not a lot else. Yeah, who's... You seemed seemed to disagree when Alex and I both made the statement that Richard Rodriguez was the next best option in the pen. You were shaking your head in studio when we said that. Who's your next best option? Yeah, so you said, you know, the Pirates have a really good top three, Vasquez, Crick, Liriano. Who's the number four guy if we need three outs? Um, I I believe it is not Richard Rodriguez. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Rich Rod is one of the better options we currently have. That's such a weird statement. Such a sad statement. Yeah, but I argue, go with a guy who's won a World Series, Michael Joe. Feliz. Mm. He won a World Series with Houston. He was part of the package to actually get Joe Musgrove. Was he on the postseason roster? Yeah, I I don't know if he was on the roster. He I got a ring. He, I don't. He think got a he ring. A... He I think he might have pitched in the World Series. I I know Musgrove won. He won Game I, Four. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I I can't remember if. But yeah. Or not. But. I go with Michael Feliz just because there's for all for all my stat heads out there, there's FIP or fielding independent pitching. That's a very popular one for Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh Feliz has a FIP of like four point five seven, so four point six. Let's just call it. Now that. for reference, if some people listening don't understand FIP. Like my dad's listening to this, he didn't know what FIP is. It's, it's, what what is a good FIP? What is a good FIP? What is the league leading FIP? What is an average FIP? Oh boy! I mean, just treat it like ERA. Like if someone's, I mean, that's yeah, what actually, FIP is. Yeah. It's an ERA predictor. Okay. So if you see four six, it's like, oh, that's not good. But then if you look at this bullpen, it's like, well, four six sounds pretty <laughs> good right about well, now. Of of the guys that like, okay, of the guys I'm looking at, which is like Clay Holmes, Feliz, Jeff Hartley, Rich Rod, Montana, and Davidus Navaruskis. I think Michael Feliz has the best of 4.6. And then your boy, Rich Rod, has a 7.8. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just if you just say, let's let's just make them equal, FIP and ERA. Now, I feel like I'm going to get burned the stake at CMU if I say FIP and ERA are equal. But if you just say they're equal for right now, 
Oh, God, I have a 7.8 ERA FIP guy coming in in, like, the 13th inning to get three outs to close and win a game because I used my best three to get to this point? Ouch. That doesn't feel good. I'd rather go with a guy that has a dandy 4.6 compared to that. All right, so to play devil's advocate here, Mm -hmm. Alex is the numbers guy on this show. I think, like, my probably my most common phrase that I will say is, hey, I never said I was a numbers guy. I'm not a numbers guy. I say that all the time. Do I not? And I say something about Sean Rodriguez. Yes. If that's, we're ever going to make a that's, Blast podcast spark notes. Board, that's going to be our spark notes. It's just Alex Rich Rodriguez talk and, and me just saying Sean how Rodriguez. I don't know numbers. Even though I feel like I actually do understand them. I just, yeah. That's just kind of the character that I've taken on. Mm-hmm. While I do believe there's validity to every analytic that's out there today, I do also believe that there is an eye test still in baseball. And when I watch Michael Feliz pitch, while his FIP is better than pretty much anyone else's on the team aside from, you know, the three really good relievers, he does not look like a major league caliber picture, pitcher in any phase of that sentence. No, you're, you're, you're absolutely correct with that. So what you're just saying is everyone else is just worse and – He's the best of the worst. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're talking about who's standing on this pile of, you know, crap. Yeah. It's just like, man, I don't don't even know how to say it. It's just like, you're looking at a guy who 50%, almost 50% of the time, there's a guy on base. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's getting home. He's scoring. (laughs) That's Michael Feliz. But, hey, if you have Richard Rodriguez... Oh man, seventy percent. Seventy percent of the time he's he's come he, he's gonna stay on base. That thirty percent he's coming home. But man, every one in three batters is gonna hit one to the moon yeah. and out of the park. And you'd be able to calculate the angle that the went to the moon, and you'd be you able know, to do how many steps from mankind were taken, <laughs> and all of that. So I want to ask another question that doesn't really have to do with the pirates, but just in general. Um, you're part of a new wave of the game of baseball. Fans who appreciate it for something entirely different than what it's ever been appreciated for. Mm-hmm. You're 21 years old. You have this understanding of analytics that, you know, common schmucks like me just don't have and won't ever have. My question to you would be, what the hell do people like you do 30 years ago when baseball analytics didn't exist? Oh, I guess they wrote a. Uh, they worked at a bean factory and wrote a book, yeah. and <laughs> and uh, now uh, just have political analytics. Do you ever follow Bill James I, on Twitter? I, follow him, and it's, I ran the model, and <laughs> Bernie is not gonna win. This is not gonna, like this is so weird. And the model is like crazy. It's like ah, Kristen Gillibrand. That's the clear front runner. It's like <laughs> yeah. who? Yeah, dude. That's like that is like these analytics, man. You gotta anyway. You got What do people? I'll tell you what. They, they invented Google. And now they're billionaires, and now you're here, rather than inventing Google, you're talking about Joe Musgrove's velocity on our schmuck podcast, no? It, it, what, what, what we analytics people did back then was we just kept it to ourselves. Okay. We just kind of like said, hey, at the end of the day, baseball, just like any other sport, it's a game. We, I feel like m- most fans kind of lose out on the fact that, hey, Baseball is a sport. Sports are fun. Games are fun. Enjoy it. When I when I grew up, my dad would watch you know football every Sunday. Watch the Steelers play. Pirates play on primetime. Penguins got to win. Marilyn Mew is literally God. Franco Harris, yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Just sports, fun. Yes. I just decided. And your fun is equated with numbers. Yeah, I just I decided that hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my own fun by trying to see. What if this guy played on this team for this season? What is he projected to be like? Mm-hmm. And then that's where the analytics came from. Just like how, you know, for everyone knows Moneyball out there, literally it was just, hey, how do, we, how do we project the best guy and how do we get him for the cheapest dollar? Yeah. Moneyball. Back then, it was crazy thought. You wanted the best looking player. The the best money guy, the What's guy that gets the money. It's called buying jeans. That's Alex's favorite thing. To oh say, yeah. Aside from Sean Rodriguez, he wants to buy Sean Rodriguez a pair of jeans. <laughs> but but now you don't you don't buy jeans. Mm-hmm. No, you buy you buy wins. No, you don't buy jeans. You 
teams buy you. Oh, yeah. I'm dead serious. Yeah. Like, people are buying kids from Carnegie Mellon in oh, their yeah. program, and it's a, they're figuring out how baseball games are won. And oh, the yeah. teams and who are doing this uh, have commissioner's trophies in their lobbies in front of their front office. Yeah, Look at the Astros. Yeah, and it's not just baseball, though. Uh, I don't know a lot of people in the CMU analytics. Ron Yurko. With oh, Ron Sp- Yurko. I'm, what a guy. Wow, I, I'm not even... I can barely keep up with that guy. <laughs> if I if I could. Hey, tell your this. tell your analytics people that uh, D'Antoni needs to figure out how to be Golden State. That would be my comment. Oh man, but, never gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. Never gonna happen. Sadly. So, so Sonk, where can we find you on social media? So you can uh, find me on Twitter, uh, as with every analytics person. Mm-hmm. But I'm special. Okay. Because I do more than analytics. There you go. I also fix computers. Oof, no. I write code. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but no, um, it, uh, you can find me at Sasankvish, uh, spelled out for you since I have a weird name, S-A-S-A-N as in Nathan K, V as in Victor, I-S-H. Follow me there. Also, got to give a plug, uh, Point of Pittsburgh. Give them a follow. Absolutely and great content on that website. I, honestly, amazing content. And also, got to give a plug out to my school, Carnegie Mellon Tartan Sports Analytics. Ever heard of them? Go give him a follow. What's Carnegie Mellon's mascot? Um, a tartan. It's, it's a color. It's a little Scottish no, terrier. No, no, no. The, the, the Scottish terrier is what we roll out. A tartan is actually a plaid color. Wow. Our our mascot is a color. You know where I went, right? No, nah, actually. Mount Union? You know where that is? I sadly do not. Must not watch a lot of Division Three football then, friend. <laughs> Honestly, I Power. stopped watching football. Powerhouse. Go purple. We're the Purple Raiders, so... No, that's that's. We also have a weird Division Three nickname. No, man, you, you guys, you guys are Raiders. You purple Raiders. That's awesome. Our 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 mascot's called Macaw. It's Mount Union College always wins is what it stands for. Except we're the University of Mount Union now. That's still pretty dope. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Sasong, thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you for ha- giving and, me the opportunity uh, to. You know what? I think we should just have him stick around. Yeah. For the rest of the show, he's I- in studio with us. So um, we got to do some ad reads. Which I haven't even pulled up yet, but once I do, we're going to do the ad reads, and then we're going to get into everyone's favorite part of the show, segments. So, stay tuned. All right, so that interview was, of course, brought to you by No Negations. No Negations is a motivational lifestyle and apparel brand. Their mission is to inspire others to achieve no matter the circumstance. Alex, it's easy to quit or give up, especially if the people around us are feeding negativity. The No Negations team wants us wants to be that positive reinforcement in our lives. They, t- they offer talks and workshops to get your team, clients, and our customers motivated and inspired. Their team of national and world-class athletes are energetic, impactful, motivational speakers offering insight on perseverance, team building, fitness, and mindset development. So whether if you have a t-shirt, a hat, a polo, a long sleeve shirt, crew neck, or hoodie, or leggings... It should be a reminder that no matter your circumstance, you can overcome if you stay consistent. Visit their website at www.nonegations.com to order apparel and to receive more information on speaking events. Also, follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at No Negations. I have a t-shirt. I have a crew neck. I love it. Great brand. Great leadership. Great motivation. Great content on social media. Follow them. Endorse them. Go all in on No Negations. And Alex, it's our favorite part of the show, segments, and who are they brought to us by? Why, our segments are brought to you by Slice on Broadway, with locations in Carnegie, Beachview, the East End, and of course, our favorite at PNC Park. Slice on Broadway has it all. From their perfect pizza, spectacular salads, or their super delicious subs, everything they make is handmade and the best your money can buy. And do you know why, Sasong? Why? Because they wouldn't be able to sleep if it wasn't. Nope. Be sure to check them out and to tell them the guys from the River Blast podcast sent you. Alex, your first, your first ad read. Oh wow! Or, or first part. He, yeah, he your first time he was it. involved in it. I was gonna say he didn't I feel, read it. I feel honored. I'm not paying him to talk about it. <laughs> uh, not yet. Did anyway. Not stress this enough. You are not getting paid today. Yeah. <laughs> um, that doesn't bother me. No, but Alex really loves these ad reads. 
I, just the sli- just the slice on Broadway one. That's no. You know what? I I I obviously love both of our sponsors. Yes. I cannot get the no negations one down. The slice on Broadway. The words just. Dude, I'm gonna be. Well, honest. I wrote, they, I wrote they that speak one. Speak to me. I wrote that one. I'm gonna be you honest. Speak to me. There we go. Next time I'm in Carnegie, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna go there. Dude, yeah. you go to Pirates games? Uh, I'll, this summer I definitely will be. Yeah, I mean, two bucks for a slice of pizza at a game. Wait, for real? Two bucks? Or some? It's something cheap like that. Yeah, it's real cheap. Okay. And then, slice I on mean, Broadway. Yes, you, it's I, in it's in Centerfield and in uh, PNC Park. Too. Yeah, in PNC Park. Okay. P- and mm-hmm. and you can get an entire large pizza there for like eighteen dollars at a baseball game. A large pizza. I mean, you're paying eighteen bucks for a large pizza like delivery anyway. Well, you're paying eighteen bucks for a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like I mean you're getting a full meal there okay. like with you and a friend too. I mean, they're good people. Rico will take care of you down there at Slice on Broadway. Slice on Broadway, I'm coming down to you. All right. So it is time for everyone's favorite part of the show, segments and uh who's starting? I think I'm, go- I'm gonna start. Your Alex is starting. Okay. I'm, st- I'm starting. Buy sell trade is what we start off with. Alex, what do you got to I for am us? buying another Chris Archer Jacob Stallings start okay this last one didn't go well five home runs allowed it's probably the worst start of chris archer's career quite frankly it it, it, or one of the worst ones i mean i don't even know if it's one of the worst ones as a pirate but anyway i'm gonna try to stay (laughs) semi-optimistic but stallings and him had really worked out well the last two the two do work out well i think as a pairing not just because you know stallings throws down a pitch and Archer always throws it. You know, he shakes him off every once in a while, and Stalling says he usually has good shakes whenever he does do that. So I, I like the dynamic those two have. This was a bad start. Maybe it was a reset. You know, you have to take a step back to take two steps forward. I want to see what they can do again. That's, that's a good buy. I like it. I am selling Jung Ho Gong. Don't, don't kiss his ass. <laughs> all right. Hey, T-pop forever. All right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm selling Jung Ho Gong just in general. I know he hit that monster home run, and I had to eat some crow on Twitter because of that. Uh, and he had a really hard hit base hit on Tuesday night, but wake me up whenever he hits a breaking ball or an off-speed pitch. Like right. it, it, it's, a, it's just fastballs at the moment. I can't really get excited for him. I think the defense is still really bad. I Gung, I do not view as a viable option, and quite frankly, I would rather have Colin Moran and just start every day, including against lefties. Let's just find out once and for all if there is a ball player there before you go to Cabrine. Should I stay or should I go? All right. And talking about should I stay or should I go, uh, Mitch Keller is going to be making the spot start Wednesday, and assuming that his, I don't think his spot in the rotation comes up again until uh, Trevor Williams is back. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, this is Mitch's only start. I want Stephen Brault to stick in the rotation for a bit. He's earned it. Yeah, he's earned it. Uh, if you look at his arm slot over these well, last couple games, it's much more consistent well, they have coming the spot out as a with starter. Lyles now. Yeah, they have a spot open. Okay. I want to keep Brault in the rotation yeah, for a they, bit, I guess. Yeah, they still can do that, though, with Williams coming back. Okay, I, I Totally forgot that Lyles is down for the count now. Yeah, too. it's just there hard are no to... pitchers left. Yes, hey, don't hit on big. So that, tell him that's a bad, <laughs> that's a bad, that's a bad sell, or it's, that's a, bad, that's trade. a bad trade. That's a bad trade. Tell him. Um, say it. No, <laughs> it, it is. He no. was factually wrong. No. Okay. No. I wasn't factually wrong. I was just factually forgetful. Yes. All right. I, I only said, Mr. No. Guest of Honor, what's your buy sell trade? Let's so go. one, I'm gonna start off with selling here. Whoa. No, no, we don't do we that. We don't do it out of order? No. no. Okay, well, I'm going to buy then. Jose Asuna, I'm buying you a drink, man. You've been patient. He has like 20 plate attempts. He's been patient. What else does he have? What is his other option? Power. He he has power. He no, has no, a... but I'm saying what else can he do? Exactly. That's why I'm buying him a drink. He's oh. a good man for waiting, for being patient. <laughs> he has no other choice. He has no other choice. He doesn't want to get down to AAA. What's he going to do there, rake more? Cool. He wants to play in the bigs. I don't think you're getting what I'm saying. But anyway, continue. <laughs> That's okay. Um, what's next, sell? Sell. Vox sell. sell trade, yes. All right, I'm going to one-up you with uh, selling Kong and Feliz. Oh. You know what? I like that idea. Yeah, even let's though, do that. Even though I just said Feliz was like what, the what better option. What could you get for them? Cash what considerations. Could... Yeah, basically. <laughs> Six dollars? Like, what? 
you, you know could what, not you, get a full a... slice on Broadway pizza for those two. Honestly, I would rather have a full slice on Broadway pizza than Michael Felice. I, even though I Alex just Sucks. said he is the fourth best guy in the, in the bullpen, I am selling him because Alex said this actually earlier. He can't control his own stuff. Okay. Get get a get a get a, a, a triple A guy so that we can bring him up. And he can be shelled in the bullpen. Get somebody. Just get someone who can place the ball in the strike zone and over the plate. That's okay. what I that's what I care about. What's your trade? Trade um kind of weird, but trade Melky to the Indians. That go back. Coming home. Sometimes in order to go forward, <laughs> you need to go back in time. Trade Melky. Uh because with Corey Dirksen coming back, where is Brian Reynolds gonna play? He needs to stay in the majors. I don't care about Super Two. I don't care about service time. He should not be sent down. Yeah, yeah. He's he's been one of the best rookies in the NL and in the league. Melky, I'm sorry, your defense is atrocious. You're you're a good influence on the team, but sometimes you gotta give to gain. Yeah, I agree. All right, that's not a bad that's not a bad buy sell trade. All right, so Alex, you're gonna understand this reference. How long have you been listening to our podcast, The Sunk? Uh, probably for like past three four weeks. Okay, okay, so you won't understand this reference, Alex. My buy, I'm buying some ice cream. Oh boy, here we go. It's you time. Know, I I had a feeling that you were gonna bring up ice cream at some point. It, I mean, it, it's it's overdue. I mean, like, what are they back the eighteenth? Yeah, I think that anyone listening to this podcast, going to the game on the eighteenth, your boy will be there, and he will be eating his ceremonial helmet ice cream every year. Do you know what this is? No. no All right. Idea. So every year, for those who don't know this. When I come to the conclusion that the Pirates are not going to make the playoffs, I've been doing this since I was in high school, maybe even middle school, I go get myself some soft serve ice cream and one of those plastic batting helmets. And it's my way of just accepting failure. Hey, man, if I were you, I would have done that in the home opener. So I... uh. Try to stay optimistic. I mean, there's been past, like, there's been seasons where, like, I didn't eat it until August. No. Alex was with me last year. This year, um, this year, uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be eating now. I'm sorry. I'm going to be eating on the 18th. I think it's over. I think I'm going to get ice cream with you, not because I think the season's over, but just. It just sounds delicious. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So my cell, um, would be plasma. We should all start selling our plasma. That way we can convince Bob Nutting to sign Yasmani Grandal in the offseason. Because I liked what Alex said about it, but if we don't have money, you can't really sign anybody. But what do we all have? Blood. We all have blood. And inside that blood... Listen, Carnegie Mellon, I'm going to get a little scientific here, so just, just buckle in. Inside all of that blood, we have plasma, which apparently is worth money. Now, I can't donate. I tried to do it in college for beer money, and they would not let me because of medication I take. Oh, okay. Um, but you guys look like two able-bodied, healthy humans. Um, Oof. You're coming off three surgeries, man. I I ain't healthy. All right, so <laughs> I I guess I gotta just feed him the blood then. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna sell our plasma to sign Yasmani Grandal. Let's start the campaign now. Plasma and you know what? I didn't want to take it here. Semen. Let's just start donating blood and semen, and get Yasmani Grandal in black. And gold. Start the campaign now. Let's make it happen. That's my sell. We're selling anything that we can. Our bodily fluids. You need a, you need a kidney or a liver? I will take foot pictures for any pervert. <laughs> just pictures of my bare feet to get Yasmani Grandal. You didn't even go like the cameo high route first. You went straight to the, the fetish. fetish. Bare feet. I will walk around in underwear and mail it like Orange is the New Black style. I'll do anything to get Bob Nutting's pockets a little deeper. Oh, uh, <laughs> this is all you, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking as the only person who, I guess, can sell plasma and 
I can't I, sell plasma. I tried. I, okay, my girlfriend and I. My girlfriend and I waited in the lobby for two hours. We were gonna spell. We we got a gallon of water each. We were drinking it all day because like you need to be real hydrated, and uh, we waited in line for like two hours in this friggin' lobby, and they were like. Nope, sorry, can't do it. Meanwhile, like homeless people are donating and everything. And well, we're just yeah, like, they're not on medication. Yeah, but I'm just like, they can't be healthier than us. Like, you know, like we're, they're not eating three score meals a day. Like, you know, we're this is a farce. This is this is a this is a sham. Anyway, trade. I'm trading everyone possible, not like with within reason. Anyone who you don't see playing a major role or re-signing next season. Get rid of them. I did a video for Pittsburgh Sports Live uh, earlier today about three pitching prospects that I really think are both good players to go after and are realistic people that they'd be willing to deal. Uh, One's their number five overall prospect. Uh, He's like in high A. You know, that would be like what they would, that would be the centerpiece in a Marte deal, I would imagine. Because, you know, when you trade to a contender, they're not going to give up a piece of their major league ball club. But there are also two guys in AAA for the Phillies right now who are it's like their number 15, number 10 prospect. They're both like 25 years old, have experience as bullpen and starters, and they're both left-handed. One's 23, one's 25. I think either one of them would be... One guy, one guy's name is Ranger Suarez. That's just a dope name. Yeah, that is a dope name. But I, I think you're underselling Marte right there. No, no, no. I'm not saying that's for Marte. I'm saying like oh, okay. Melky. Yeah, oh, okay. Mar- okay, Marte, Marte would be like the top five prospect in like other stuff. I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I no, got, no. No. I got no. a question though. Yeah. What about Corey Dickerson? Do you do you trade? No. Him? So in the video I discussed, I said I I gave like I said. This is what we could get possibly for Marte, Dickerson, and then MLB trade rumors. I forget who reported it, but MLB trade— Rosenthal. Rosenthal said the team is getting significant interest already in Melky. Yeah. and But they want to trade Dickerson. I would rather trade Dickerson first because he's not going to be back next year. And if you got to get rid of one outfielder, why not get rid of the guy who's taking away starts? Melky doesn't need to start. That's why I would trade Dickerson first. But trade both. Trade both. Get them out. They're not going to be playing next year. Get them out. We're good. What about Frazier then? Eh, Frazier's a utility guy. He could be your fourth outfielder right now. No, actually, no, you're not wrong. He, he yeah, be. you put Cole Tucker at shortstop, you put Kevin Newman at second base, and you put Frazier as your corner or your corner utility outfielder along with Jason Martin and yada, yada, yada. So you trade them, you trade Liriano. I think Liriano and Melky could be a good package trade to the Phillies. Or Liriano and any outfielder, good package trade to the Phillies where you could get a lot back. You could get a lot back. Don't trade Vasquez, though. Give it another year because... Let's see what this club can do when everyone's healthy and maybe they spend a little bit of money. Everyone talks about the money they're going to spend with Bell and arbitration and everything, but, I mean, they're taking a lot more money off the books this year when Dickerson leaves, when Cervelli leaves. they got to spend some time. Hopefully they do it next year. So keep trading. Cut that payroll down, and uh, let's get younger. Let's get uh, cheaper. Let's get better for 2020. So that's my buy-sell trade. You didn't even bring up Lyles. I mean, you might have brought it in the video. I haven't watched it. Oh, yeah, Lyles. No, I did not. I did not. I only talked about the outfield okay. in the video. Thanks for watching my video, Alex. I hadn't watched it yet. Okay. I hadn't watched it yet. I've been in one of your videos. <laughs> I know you have. Hmm. Um. All right, so we're going to move on now to one of my favorite segments, and it is Well Said Clint. So this takes place on Sunday when Richard Rodriguez comes in the game over Kyle Crick. Uh, high leverage situation. Stephen Brault delivers a really good start. The game's two to one. There's a runner on base, and and Clint goes to the bullpen. He wants the righty. You're thinking Kyle Crick's coming out. Nope. Richard Rodriguez. He was asked after the game, "Hey, Clint, why uh why not Kyle Crick? Was he hurt? Was he unavailable?" He goes, "No, no, 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 no. He was ready. Here's the reason why he didn't pitch. It's because Richard Rodriguez is better with inherited runners." So my coworker over at 93.7 The Fan, Dan Zangrilli, good guy, very smart when it comes to the game of baseball and business, owns his own business too. Hmm. Uh, good for him. Yes, very good for him. And he has a baby on the way, coming very soon. So he's got a lot going for him, which is nice. Uh, Richard Rodriguez inherited 10 runners this season. 
stranded five of them. Carnegie Mellon guy, what's that percentage? Um, let me count on my hands. I think it's 50%. Good. <laughs> Kyle Crick inherited nine runners, stranded six of them. Uh, that's 33%. There we go. Kyle Crick is better. So Clint either was just making up lies or is just has the wrong information, which is embarrassing. Yeah. I either one. I man, maybe he was maybe he's going back to last year also. But then again, I don't think you could seriously look at How 2018. Can you justify that? Yeah. yeah, you cannot justify using 2018 statistics to justify 2019 Richard Rodriguez other than well, he was good maybe. I mean, I guess we did just use 2018 as justification for why Rich Rod would be the fourth best reliever on the team. Yeah. And then Sasong said, no, it's Feliz. And then he's like, but yeah, get him off the team anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, get both. <laughs> Wild roller coaster. Okay. Sinker float. What I've got, got the sinker float this time. All right. The Pirates are currently 30 and 36. They will never be 500 again in 2019. Does that sink or float? And I want both of you that, in on this. That floats 100%. Mm. This team's going to lose 90 games. So you I don't. S- I say that sinks, actually. So you think they're going to get back to 500? They will at least pop to 500 once and then sink it back again. I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll lose 90 games. I think they're going to, they're going to be a few games under 500 when the this season This team's going to be 10 games under 500 by the end of June. Well, yeah, but then... I, so I'm that means with... they need to go on like a 10-game win streak again. Oh, that's easily possible. Again. That'd be the worst thing that could happen to this team, to have that, that happen not again. not easily possible. I mean, this... But <sighs> easily possible with, you know, air quotes around. But I'm mm-hmm. with the Sasank on this. I don't know if it'll be 100% go, get back to 500, but I think this team has one more crest before they dip into the final valley. Just like the, the, way, the way I look at this is, what are the odds they get to... Uh, 50-50, get to even. If it's above 50%, yeah, sure, they'll get back there. And I think it is. It's like 51%. But hey, they might get back there. Now, I mean, unless if they go on a huge winning streak soon, by the time they're healthy, by the time they're completely healthy, they're going to be in sell mode. And the team's going to get worse. So, I don't know. I think this team loses 90 Can games And this, this team objectively get worse, though? Yes, See, that's where I disagree. I, I don't think it could get... The offense could go away. They could be losing every game 10 to nothing. All right. So they Fair could... Uh, yes, they could get worse. Yeah, I, I got I to gotta agree with Noah here. All right. This team, can't, this team can get much worse. D3 for life, baby. All right. <laughs> Bold predictions to round up the show. Alex, what do you got? Uh, Musgrove is going to be making the spot stone on Thursday. Uh, Donaldson, I am sure, is going to be yelling at... Uh, Bryce Snicker saying, hey, put me in the lineup. Musgrove holds him hitless. Ooh, okay. For me. Um, Pirates give up a player, either Melky or Corey, before the end of this month. It's got to be. It's got to be by the next episode. By He's next not going to ep- be on the next episode. That's a good. All right, that's fine, a good poll fine, fine. Hey, if, if I'm going to say it, by the next episode, uh, Mitch Keller in a spot start goes five innings scoreless. All right, that's today. So, good luck. Oh, good luck indeed. All right, <laughs> he double dipped. One of those got to be right. Right. <laughs> uh, my bold prediction is the Pirates. Jeez, I don't know. Josh Bell hits two home runs. By the time we get back. It's been a while since he's gone deep. It has been a while. Be sure to follow us on social media at Alex J. Stump, at Noah underscore Hiles 95. Be sure to like, rate, subscribe, share, comment, rate, you know, do it all, really. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell anyone who you think likes Pirates baseball or likes Alex. Tell any single ladies you know out there (laughs) that uh, Alex Stump is on the market. So until then, we will see you next time, Pirates fans. Thanks for listening, and we sign off as always saying, let's go Bucks.